0: In a world filled with big sports companies and high in production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. I'm my zone, no lie, and
1: we like to play till the sun go down. Yeah, we like to play till the sun go down, and we take that down, and we take that down.
0: Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast presented by Fantrax. For all our listeners that are looking to do some mock drafts with some real people, people that won't drop out after they've picked their first two picks and then you're left drafting with a bunch of auto draft picks, (laughs) if you want to do some real mock drafts, go ahead and sign up for our uh, news um, updates when it uh, comes to mock drafts on our site. So you can just head on over to EatSleepFantasy.com. It's on the main page. You can just sign up right there. Um, we got a pretty cool mock draft coming up today. We're gonna to be doing a PPR mock draft, and we'll get into that in just a minute. Before I do that, I want to go ahead and introduce the one and only intern, Rich. How you doing, Richard? Are you talking? Shut up, Richard. Hey,
1: pretty good, pretty good. It's our first two-man show ever. I've done it with Armando, but uh, me and you, first time.
0: Uh, There's a first time for everything, man. Just, uh, you know, just let it happen. Just let it Finally, happen. Finally, we got rid of the damn dead weight. <laughs> Just let it happen and see how you feel. You know, just lay back. I got this. I'm sorry. That's weird. Hold my hand, please. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, Let's just get right into it. Yeah, I think the best approach today, we should probably just get right into it so we have as much time as possible. A lot of people have been asking for, you know, some of those picks throughout the end of the draft. So we kind of want to spend a little bit more time on that. I'm talking too much. Let's just get into it.
1: All right, so we'll go ahead and we'll do our PPR mock draft today. Of course, 12-team league. We're going to be drafting out of the number two position. One QB, two RB, two wide receivers, one tight end, one flex. All right, let's go ahead and get this started then. Let's see who we have here.
0: And the flex is just wide receiver running back. All right,
1: and no surprise, first pick was Antonio Brown. I think we both know who we're going for here. Uh, We've got our selection of Julio Jones. David Johnson actually wouldn't be a bad pick in this position, seeing as how it is PPR. He catches a lot of passes, but I think we're both leaning Julio Jones here.
0: Yeah, for me, it's pretty simple. Um, I'm still a little bit different. In my standard drafts, I have a running back first. But when it comes to PPR, no way. Um, I kind of felt like saying, no, hate, no way, Jose, who still says that? What year is it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's definitely uh, Julio Jones second. Um, I actually, people hate me a little bit, but I think it's, it's rather fine to have him number one on a lot of PPR drafts because he's going to catch so many passes. That offense in Atlanta really just hones in on Julio Jones. And of course, that's what it should do. So he's going to be right up there. I mean, he had 136 receptions last year. When that's <laughs> when that's on top of whatever production you give him, um, I know the touchdowns have been not always there. I mean, only double-digit touchdowns once in his career. But you know, I still expect him to have eight or nine. Um, you know, maybe he's not going to stand out and be that guy that's going to have 13, 14 touchdowns. But eight or nine, along with the 120 to 140 catches that he's going to have, I'm super happy to have that. 203 targets. You think that's going to happen again? I think he'll be
1: pretty damn close. Yeah, 136 catches. That's just outrageous. He did have almost 1,900 yards, too. Uh, Eight touchdowns. I'm all right with the eight touchdowns as long as you're getting 136 catches and 1,800 yards, you know. Um, But, yeah, like I said, we got no problem here
0: taking Julio Jones. So let's go ahead and pick him up here then. I just want to add because a lot of people I've seen – Odell Beckham go ahead of Julio in PPR drafts? For me, I know that Odell Beckham has a huge upside when it comes to touchdowns, but in a PPR draft, it's not really that close as far as who's number two. I'd much rather have Julio because he's going to catch much more passes. And he he just has such a higher percentage of the target share in Atlanta compared to what odb had last year and what i expect odb to have this year is similar if not slightly less with the addition of a few weapons over there in, in new york
1: yeah let's say odb ends the year as having um you know we'll call it we'll call it four touchdowns more than julio jones uh we're talking about 24 points uh what is that 10 catches for 140 yards you know that would be the difference there yeah so but, Julio, Julio Jones is going to get more receptions. He's going to get more yards as well. ODP might have him on the touchdowns, though.
0: Yep. That's, I mean, fair. I, I think I if it's a standard league, you can very well make the argument for Odell Beckham over Julio. I don't think you can make that argument in a PPR for me.
1: Yeah. All right. So after we went ahead and we chose uh, Julio Jones, uh, of course, A.J. Green, David Johnson, Hopkins, all your normal first-round draft picks are gone. Uh, who we're looking at right now? Uh, would you be? Are you looking for a running back in this position or another wide receiver?
0: I kind of before we get into that, I kind of want to go through some of the players that are going on because I think it was a very interesting draft considering it is a PPR. As far as how many running backs have actually gone in the second half of the first round, we saw a ton of running backs actually. So after we picked our second pick we saw you know at 6 David Johnson at 9 Ezekiel Elliott at 10 Lamar Miller at 11 Adrian Peterson and at 12 Devonta Freeman yeah um that's very interesting but then <laughs> the second round um out of the first 10 picks in the second round only two running backs eight wide receivers that's much more typical of a PPR draft um and that's probably what you're going to ex- expect to see in a lot of your drafts, when you go in, there's still going to be a few guys that are going to target those, those, um, those running backs. But I don't expect six to go in the first. How many went? Six in the first round or, or five? In the first,
1: in the first round, it was five uh, running backs.
0: Five running backs. I would expect a couple less in a in a typical PPR league. And Gronkowski won an at eight, and I think in a PPR league that's okay. I I I I would rather have a wide receiver there personally. What about you? Where do you stand on Gronk?
1: Gronk in the first round, I mean, he's going to get a whole lot of receptions. What did he have last year? Let's look this up. He's going to get you about 70, 80 catches a year
0: at the tight end position. Not a lot of players are doing that. Yeah, I mean, he's fine. I think the gap closed a little bit last year with what you saw out of Reed and Olsen. Um, you know, he'll be far and away probably the number one again. I would just rather have the. Solidify another position that has more position scarcity, but if you take Gronk, I, I mean, I don't hate you for it. I just would rather take a wide receiver in a PPR league.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you could have seen Gronk fall a little bit more. He was actually picked up really early, even by standard league positions. He was picked as the eighth pick overall. You know, so yeah. you know normally in a standard league you would you would want to see him go around ten or eleven. So he went even even higher in the PPR.
0: I got him in a PPR mock. Uh, I want to say about a week and a half ago. So it's been a while now, but he, he was in the second round. Um, and I've seen that more and more recently. And if that's the spot, then maybe I'm willing to take him. I'm not a huge, take a tight end early kind of guy, but second round, I love them first round. There's still just guys I'd rather have. It's not a, it's not an indictment on Gronk more so that there's just other guys on the board for me. Yeah. All right. All right. So well, coming back to in... where we're at. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, as far as running backs go, the top three or four that we have available would be Mark Ingram, LaShawn McCoy, Doug Martin, and Eddie Lacy. Uh, Dion Lewis is also available. As far as wide receivers go, the top three would be Brandon Cooks, Demarius Thomas, or T.Y. Hilton. Mm. Uh, Brandon, yeah, Brandon Cooks, he's, he's a nice pick. He did get 84 catches last year, almost had double-digit touchdowns. Uh,
0: he's a candidate to get close to 100 receptions this year. What do you think? Um, to me, it's between two guys. Um, and I would hope that my second guy would come back to me here because there's other guys on the board. Um, for me, it's Brandon. Let me guess Cooks. who the second guy?
1: Le- let me guess who the second guy is. But right. You're saying you're ho- you're hoping that he comes back around, right? I'm gonna guess it's a running back, right? And I'm gonna guess it's Dion
0: Lewis. Nope. All right, who are you thinking? All right, so it, hopefully my combination in this position would be. Um, for me, a guy that I have is a, a number one wide receiver, especially in a PPR league. Uh, Brandon Cooks. I just think he's going to be so good in that offense. What we saw to the second half of last season is going to be closer to what I expect from him for this year. And if we can pair that with LaShawn McCoy as our number one running back in a PPR league, who I just think is going to get a ton of work for a team that's probably going to lead the league in rushing uh, run uh, run pass ratio again this season. Um, I would love to see if we can get that combination. Uh, for me, they're both um, at about a similar tier. I will slightly lean the wide receiver because it's a PPR league, and because I have Cooks ranked slightly ahead in, um, in this format. There's, I, I just think there's no
1: way at all that Brandon Cooks. If we take Brandon Cooks, that Lashawn McCoy goes into goes into our next pick, and then if we take Lashawn McCoy now, there's no way Brandon Cooks lasts until the next pick. You got to so... remember
0: that we're only one person away between us. We're on second pick. So you it's know, just two right. picks. I don't, I don't know why for some reason picks. I thought
1: we were I thought we were, I thought we we're I thought my o- seventh for some my, reason, only,
0: mind. my only concern is that we take Brandon Cooks and then they select LaShawn McCoy instead of Mark Ingram was on the board and I don't know if I want to double up on Saints. But right, we'll let's, see. Let's let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's go let's go with Brandon Cooks here. You gotta you gotta roll the ball the dice a little bit. Ah more. damn it. Son of a bitch. Dope you got to roll the Top dice the a little bit in uh, in drafts, and that's going to be something that happens through for you throughout the season. Um, but I would rather have, in that position, Brandon Cooks. I love the start of the team <laughs> with Julio Jones and Brandon Cooks in a PPR league. You're going to yeah. win the wide receiver position most weeks if you have those two guys as you're starting to. You have Brandon Cooks as your number two wide receiver in a PPR league. You're doing just fine. So, Especially when Julio was number us, one. <laughs> tell us who went off the board um, at that position. Uh, because for me, there was still you know a few running backs that I would feel comfortable with. There was still LaShawn McCoy, still Eddie Lacy, still Mark Ingram. But in between those two picks, uh, tell us who went.
1: Yeah, so right after us to finish off the second round, Mark Ingram was drafted. So no surprise mm-hmm. there. Okay. And then we were mm-hmm. hoping that LaShawn McCoy would come around. But he was selected with the first pick in the third round. And I'm, so I mean, I'm just very high
0: ten. on, I'm very high on LeSean McCoy, regardless of format. Um, if he's finally healthy and he seems to be healthy, um, you know, he's going to probably outproduce his fantasy value as long as he stays healthy. Uh, you know, for me, I would have liked them there, but there's still one more guy in that same tier of running backs that came back to us. Um, and if I could start my team in a PPR league. I don't advise sticking to a specific strategy, but usually I feel like I end up with two wide receivers and one running back in the first three rounds of most of my PPR leagues.
1: So who are you looking at here in this position? I know who I'm looking at. You might think it's a little bit of a reach. You might not because we're going to be drafting about 18 positions after this. So we're going to want a good running back and as our, as our starter. I'm pretty sure you agree there. Who I'm looking at here would be Dion Lewis, and I'll tell you, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you Dion Lewis because he averaged almost 90 yards per game last year, and he had about 35 receptions in seven games. As a in a PPR league, he was averaging about 17 points per game, which is outstanding. If we're gonna if we're gonna take a running back
0: here in the third round, dude, I I love Deion Lewis. I am a very big Deion Lewis supporter, but I'm not taking him over Eddie Lacy. I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about that. Eddie Lacy,
1: you know, he he's not going to get you that many points with the receptions. Um, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get you more rushing yards than Dion Lewis would, but that's only half the game here.
0: What are I mean, if it, what are Eddie Lacy's reception totals? Um, even count last year, how many how many catches did he have?
1: Last year he had twenty receptions. Oh, that's in two thousand in tw- <laughs> two thousand yeah. In 2014, he had 42 receptions in okay. a full 16 games. That's better. In 2013, he had 35 receptions in a full 15-game uh, season he played. Okay. Um, yeah, as far as – you're right. Eddie Lacy would be would be really nice as well as long as he doesn't perform like he did last year. If it was more akin to 2013-2014, then he is around that same 16 to 17 points per game that Deion Lewis would have had last year in a full season. So if you want to take Eddie Lacy here, I understand. I've got no problem with it. I'll go with you. I'll trust you on that part, um, especially since, you know, with the Patriots running backs, you know, you could have somebody on fire for two weeks, and then that third week somebody else is in the game taking all the snaps and catching the passes. So Eddie Lacy, we know.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. I was going to say, Eddie Lacy, at least we know for sure that he's going to get the majority of the work. Um, yeah, James Starks is going to come in for a few plays here or there, but for the most part, he is the guy.
0: I want to say it's – I think I have a specific mentality as far as my number one running back. I would just rather have that bell cow kind of guy that's going to have production week in, week out. Regardless of... I I love Deion Lewis, but I would much rather have him as a number two that has such a nice floor in a PPR league with the catches. But he's still on the pop list. Um, I'm a little worried now because I expected him to be good to go at this point in the season... I have been beating the DM Lewis drum throughout the off season, and I still really like him. Uh, in a PPR league, I have him two spots lower than Eddie Lacy. It's not like it's crazy difference gap for me. Um, there's another guy on the board that we didn't talk about, which is Doug Martin. But for That's me— That's what I was going to bring <clears throat> up now. Okay. For me, um, interesting enough, I have both of these guys I'd rather have over Doug Martin a PPR League. I think Doug Martin's going to continue to lose passing down work to Charles Sims. That seems to really be becoming a running back by committee. Um, in, in my estimation for 2016, I see Charles Sims taking more and more work away from Doug Martin. So I'm a little more weary of him than I would be of Eddie Lacy or even Deion Lewis in this position. There's some people throwing their hands up, what? But I, I would really rather have those two guys over Doug Martin. So for me, if we're going to take a guy, it's between Lacey or Deion Lewis.
1: Hmm. Well, like I said, the thing about Deion Lewis is, you know, he with the Patriots running backs, he could be he, he could go off for two or three weeks and then, you know, get minimal work the next week and then have somebody else come in. Eddie Lacey is more of a guaranteed thing as long as he's able to perform like he did in 2013 and 2014. So if we want to go ahead and put our eggs in that basket, let's go for it. Let's take Eddie Lacy here. Boom. I convinced you. All right. Let's see. So we got about 18 picks that are going to be going after us here. Let's see. All right. A few more running backs went. And Deion Lewis was actually just picked. Before our next pick. So it would have been really nice to have him there. We still really have... Really
0: nice. It would have been real nice.
1: <laughs> real good. That's your real excited voice right there. Yeah. So to go ahead and, and a few key players here that actually went after our pick. CJ Anderson, Doug Martin, Carlos High, Thomas Rawls, Matt Forte, and then finally Dion Lewis. We still have Latavius Murray, Danny Woodhead, and Duke Johnson available at running back. Are you eyeing a running back here in this position?
0: Um... Th- List to to me and to the listeners who are the wide receivers available.
1: All right, so the wide receivers that are available, the the highest-ranked one right now is Dante Moncrief, followed by Doug Baldwin, Larry Fitzgerald, Jordan Matthews, and Michael Floyd. So those are the top five wide receivers available right now. As far as running backs go, we still have Latavius Murray available. We still have Danny Woodhead. There's Duke Johnson, DeMarco Murray as well, who actually played – Pretty nice in the in the preseason opener. Uh, and Giovanni Bernard, another good PPR candidate there. So we have we have a few choices here to go through. Um for me I just And uh, then remember we and then remember we pick four spots later here too.
0: For me, as far as my tiers in rankings here, the running backs that are available are much higher for me where I have them slotted than the wide receivers that are available. There seems Definitely. to have been a little bit of um, (laughs) over-drafting in a PPR league that's very understandable of the wide receivers where already 24 of them have gone in the first three rounds. That's pretty typical, but for me, the guy that I'm kind of looking at in this position is Latavius Murray, who for me, as a number two running back in any format, in a PPR, regardless of what the format is, um, I I love the guy. I mean, he... Last year, um, what was it, 40, 40 some odd catches, 41 catches. Um, He's going to give you probably right around that same amount of catches. Uh, He's pretty good. He's a versatile running back. He's going to probably lose a little bit of work to DeAndre Washington this year. I expect them to try to lessen the load a little bit. But he's going to fall into a ton of fantasy production behind one of the best offensive lines in football. If they're not one, they're two. Um, So for me, I would like Latavius Murray in this position. And
1: that's not a bad pick. Another player that I'm looking at, though, maybe a little more than Latavius Murray, even though I love Latavius Murray, is DeMarco Murray. He's consistently giving you over 300 receiving yards and 40 catches every year. Uh, He's on the new offense. Um, You know, he is the guy there. He's going to be, you know, sharing some workload with Derrick Henry, who also had a pretty nice, uh, you know, first game in the preseason. Not that that matters much, but for PPR purposes, you know that Demarco Murray is going to give you at least forty catches, maybe even over three hundred yards. Latavius Murray also had forty-one catches last year, but I he just, was lower on the on the yardage. Did you drop everything on your desk? I yeah, just smacked the <laughs> shit out of my stuff.
0: <laughs> That's what happens when you're fat. You just smacked stuff without even realizing. <laughs> um. All right. So yeah, people take, people don't yeah. realize that uh, Demarco Murray is a very good pass catcher. I mean. He had, I mean, last year was us a, a down year as far as catches, and he still had what 44 catches. He had over 50 the previous two years. Um, he's a very good catcher of the ball. So, um, DeMarco Murray is not a bad pick uh, for me.
1: I mean, another another pretty damn good pick too. There's four to good consider. guys
0: that I would. There's there's four good running backs on the board, and and you read several of these off the list. I would be happy to have any of. Latavius Murray, DeMarco Murray, Gio Bernard, or Danny Woodhead in this format. So honestly, I have all those guys ranked ahead of any wide receiver that can come. So this might end up being a team where we end up getting two of these guys. Because realistically, I mean, the person behind us can only pick two. And if we can get something like Latavius and DeMarco on our team, I'd be extremely happy.
1: Yep, I think that's going to happen here as well. Let's go ahead and go with Latavius Murray first because I feel DeMarco Murray will drop a couple spots more. So let's take a look here.
0: So we'll take Latavius Murray then with our fourth pick. And even if DeMarco goes, there's a good chance we get Gio or we get uh, something like that behind yeah. behind in our picks. Now, exactly what we thought would happen is what happened. Uh, there was two more picks
1: after us. The first one was Dante Moncrief. No mm-hmm. problem there. You can take him. And then to start off the, f- the fifth round was Greg Olson. So another tight end off the board. So yes, we do have DeMarco Murray still available if we wanted to go ahead and shore up the flex position or we can look towards quarterback.
0: I think DeMarco Murray would be a better pick here though. And I just I just want to add to our listeners because a lot of times in a PPR league, you do want to go wide receiver heavy. But if you start seeing runs where value falls to you, there's no shame in having three running backs. There's no shame, especially when you started your team with A.J. Green and Brandon Cooks, and you know that those guys are going to be stalwarts for your team week in, week out. Um, I'm sorry. I said A.J. Green, didn't I?
1: I think so. Julio Jones. I was, I, I was looking at the rest of the wide <laughs> receivers available, trying to trying to see who I think is going to be able to fall to us in the next round. I'll let you finish off your thought, though. That
0: just... uh. That just alludes to how much I love A.J. Green, but I like Julio Jones even more. And to start start the team with Julio and Brandon Cooks is beautiful. So yeah. it, it allows us the opportunity to be able to feed off of and capitalize on the value that's being presented to us at running backs. With guys that do catch the ball, DeMarco Murray does catch the ball. Look at his history. let his Murray catches the ball and has upsides to possibly even catch the ball a little more this year. Um, and, you know, that goes very nice with Eddie Lacy, who if he can come back and be who he's been in the past, I mean, that's a number one running back.
1: Yeah, this, this team right now is shaping up to be really nice. Um, I'm looking at DeMarco Murray here for this position. We're going to be drafting about 18 spots later. So... Who I'm, who I'm looking at as far as wide receivers, who I'm hoping would fall to us, is either going to be Michael Crabtree or uh, who is a Marvin Jones. If I'm able to go ahead and get one of those two guys as my third wide receiver, I'll be really happy, especially with the way that the team is looking right now. Because we're, we're right now, we're, we may be seeing a few more quarterbacks get taken off the board. We might be seeing a couple more tight ends get taken off the board, and maybe a couple more running backs. So we might see a little bit of a slowdown here for wide receiver, where one of those two guys may fall to us 18 picks later. At
0: what 18 point, or 20 picks later. At what point do you typically start looking for a tight end or a quarterback in a PPR league? Because if we're looking at a quarterback, you, you, you my boy is still there. Uh, Russell Wilson's still there to us in the start of the fifth round. For me, I would still rather wait, honestly, especially in the PPR league. The value, I think, gets pushed down even a little bit more um, when you start adding receptions to other players. Um, I think we can continue to wait on quarterback. As far as tight end, um, there's a couple few guys that are are still on the board. Uh, There's plenty of guys that I still love, so I think we can continue to wait.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, Delaney Walker and Colby Fleener would be awesome, but I, I don't think they're going to fall to us in our next pick. So we'll, we'll take DeMarco Murray right now. We'll see how it looks coming out, coming into the next round. All right, so we drafted him there. Okay, waiting for – there goes one quarterback. Your boy's gone. Another quarterback, my boy Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady. All right, so it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad at all here. We we have a, a few good picks available. Michael Crabtree fell, Marvin Jones fell as well. We still got Ryan Matthews and Jonathan Stewart available as far as running backs. At quarterback, Carson Palmer's there as well, and your boy Eli Manning. So there's a few a few picks here. What what is it that we're looking at here? We remember we got two picks in the next four four slots. So So
0: there's a couple of guys that kind of pop out to me. Um I am not averse to drafting older guys, especially at the wide receiver position. And while I believe more in the talents of John Brown and Michael Floyd when it comes to standard leagues, I still really like Larry Fitzgerald in a PPR league. He had over 100 catches last year. I believe it was 109, um, if I'm not mistaken, in a PPR league. Um, I expect him to still hover around that 90-catch mark. He might not get the same production as last year, but if he's our third wide receiver in a team that's already ridiculously stacked, Kind of like Larry Fitzgerald in the spot.
1: Yeah, back in 2013, he had 82 receptions and almost 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. If he can have a, a year like that, uh, where the yardage isn't going to be as high as it was last year, but he does give you over 80 catches, he would be a value. I mean, he'd be coming off of our bench here as our third wide receiver. Um, any any chance of looking at any running backs right now, I think we're pretty good there.
0: I think we're solid, even though we've continued to see more, more running back value continues to fall to us. But... Yep. I still think there's some pretty good wide receivers on the board with Fitz, uh, Parker. Um, both of those guys are still on the board. I'm a little worried about Parker because he still continues to be banged up. Seems like something that might plague this guy. But for me, the guy that jumps off the board is Larry Fitzgerald. What about for you?
1: I agree with Larry Fitzgerald. I have no problem there. If he's if he's able to go ahead and be our, our you know first wide receiver off the bench, I'd be I'd be looking either Larry Fitzgerald or Michael Crabtree. I mean, we saw the amount of catches that Michael Crabtree had last year. Uh, I believe, let's see here.
0: You'd rather have Crabtree over Marvin Jones? Uh,
1: I I think I would rather have Crabtree over Marvin Jones. Okay. So we could possibly get both of those guys if you're thinking getting a second wide receiver on the turn, or we could look
0: towards quarterback and tight end, which is a position that we still don't have. Uh, For me, if if I had to, if I was just getting two picks back to back here, both of them would end up being wide receiver because I think we fall into another nice little tier where there's several nice players that I like. I really still love Larry Fitz, Parker, Marvin Jones, and even Michael Crabtree, which you mentioned all as possible receivers, and if we can get two of those four guys with our next two picks, we've pretty much solidified our wide receiver and running back position. And running
1: backs, yep. Yep. Alright, Larry Fitz it is. Let's go for it. After Larry Fitzgerald, Josh Gordon was taken, and then a quarterback, Carson Palmer.
0: So, no, not, not, that, not that a quarterback <laughs> not, not, was taken. Not
1: the quarterback, yeah, I hope you're not saying that for Carson Palmer.
0: No, but I just, I think, man, it was perfect for us. It, it's uh, it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's looking good so far. Uh, we've got Devontae Parker available still, Michael Crabtree, Marvin Jones. we got Eli Manning available as well if you wanted to go with a quarterback. And even Zach Ertz available at tight end. So which the, way are you leaning here? The, uh, the order ahead.
0: for me of players that I would want in this position goes number one would be Marvin Jones. Number two would be Devontae Parker. And number three would be Michael Crabtree. And I'm not really looking at anybody else.
1: Yeah, I agree with Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones and Michael Crabtree right now are pretty much a tie for me in this position. So I've got no problem taking Marvin Jones if that's the way you want to lean to. So we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll draft him there.
0: Yeah, along with those reports of him possibly being the one. So, again, I think that's becoming more and more likely, especially if Anquan Bolden cuts into any of Golden Tate, Tate's production. Um there's a very good chance that Marvin Jones finishes the year as the number one in Detroit. And again, they're going to be, if not number one, they're going to be top four in pass attempts this year. Matthew Stafford's going to throw the ball 600, 650 times. Um, yeah. And I think that's lore. floor. I mean, he he, he could approach 650-plus, realistically speaking. I'm not exaggerating. We can come back to this come December and January. And I, I honestly think he has a shot at throwing the ball over 650 times.
1: Yeah, with, all, with with the talent that we have on our on our roster so far, we'll go ahead and we'll do a recap here for the fans. Uh, at running back, we have Eddie Lacy and Latavius Murray. So just to go ahead and recap then our draft position here so far, with our first pick, we went with Julio Jones, a wide receiver. Second pick, Brandon Cooks. So that's our two starting wide receivers. Our third pick, we went with our first running back, which was Eddie Lacy. Then we went with Latavius Murray in the fourth. DeMarco Murray in the fifth, so that's a solid, solid five-player starter right there. You know what that uh, is, our, bro? That's super hot fire. That's championship right there. <laughs> <laughs> with our with our next pick, we took Larry Fitzgerald, and then we took Marvin Jones. Good so lord! We, we have two ridiculous, two really good bench wide receivers, three did really solid dick? running backs. You said
0: Dick for no reason. You just wanted to say that on the podcast. What the fuck did I? Yeah, you Man, said redick. <laughs>
1: so we've got three awesome running backs starting we've got julio jones and brandon cooks that's going to win the wide receiver battle all day every week larry Fitzgerald and marvin jones coming off of the bench Uh, we still have tight ends available here zach ertz for some reason has fallen so far uh quarterbacks i'm not too concerned with right now I there's a lot of talent still available at quarterback. I don't think any more of them are going to be taken here in the draft unless somebody takes a second quarterback because we're pretty much the only team that hasn't taken one yet.
0: I was um, kind of I was I was hoping Eli Manning would fall one more round to us because I was ready to pull the trigger on Eli Manning for the next pick. Unfortunately, he went um, in this in this last round before us uh, at the end of the seventh round. Um, we're now at the end of the eighth. Um, where a couple more quarterbacks went after that, so you know, I think we I think
1: we can safely wait on quarterback uh, with this kind of team. I would have no problem at all taking a quarterback with the kind of upside that a Tyrod Taylor has or a Matthew Stafford has. You know, because with this with this talent, if they do have any off weeks, they're still able to go ahead and carry the position because our roster right now is just looking ridiculous.
0: So for me, um. It comes down to two players right now in our draft. I I 100% agree on the waiting on a quarterback right now because there's (laughs) about 47 guys I'm okay with (laughs) having as my starting quarterback at this point. Um, There's two guys it's between, and those two guys are Michael Crabtree, who we still liked earlier. But if I had to pick right now, I'd probably lean Zach Ertz because he's a top 10 tight end for me and he's still on the board. Um, I think I have him at 7 or 8, and he's still on the board here. Back uh, second to last pick of the 8th round. PPR league is – I have him higher in a PPR league because his thing is that he, uh, for some reason, doesn't know how to find his way into the end zone. He needs like a roadmap to get there. I don't know. (laughs) It's just not his thing. Um, He doesn't score. But he is – He's pretty good when it comes to the catches. Had seventy-five catches last year. We saw that a ton of that came in the second half of last year, and I mean, seventy-five catches, eight hundred fifty-three yards. If he can just get a couple more touchdowns, please just find the end zone somehow, because uh, he only had two last year. Um, for a big-bodied guy, that's I mean, he's it's pretty low, but he's they split him out like he's a wide receiver man, and that's basically what he is in that offense. He's he's one of their wide receivers, and I fully expect. 75 to 80 catches again, another 800 to 900 yards, and if he can get five touchdowns instead of two, super worth the pick.
1: His GPS keeps rerouting him into the arms of, of a defender on the field. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Looking at his last four games last year, he just he went off. He... He had 98 yards one game, 78 yards and a touchdown the next, 122 yards, 152 yards, uh, all while getting 8 receptions, 13 receptions, 9 receptions. So this guy is... is
0: in a PPR ridiculous. league, I mean, that's nasty, that's bro. Ridiculous. To get 13 catches, yeah, it's it's great. And if he can just I, give... He's a guy that's going to give you that nice catch floor. And <laughs> in a PPR league, our, our team is just disgusting right now. Yeah, uh, that's, Definitely. That's what you get when you load up on the wide receivers early and the running backs in the middle rounds and and um and you get, you know, your tight end to quarterback a little bit later. Where I think we got a little bit lucky with Zach Ertz following this late. I, I don't yeah, typically expect him to But that's gonna happen. There's gonna be values and that's that's what you gotta do. You gotta take the values. Gary Barnage went before Zach Ertz. Come on. The Darius Green went before Zach Ertz. Did Antonio that, Gates. Did that hurt you to say Gary Barnage went uh, <laughs> to its, <laughs> insult your boy? yeah uh for those of you know we're, we're in a keeper
1: league and he's he ended up being my keeper tight end so i've got no choice but to roll with him even with rg3 so uh, aside from that we're gonna go ahead and take Zach Ertz here in this position that's a no-brainer so we'll go ahead and we'll click draft all right and then we're back here with our next pick the f- uh, second pick in the ninth round Woo! after Zach Ertz, justin Forsett, and charles sims went go for it no problem who are you looking at here in this position
0: if I can get, I know this is crazy because we already have four. But if I can solidify my fifth wide receiver right here, and Michael Crabtree, Crabtree yep, yep, I fucking love it, Jesus.
1: Yeah, that's that's looking ridiculous. Meanwhile, we still haven't gotten a fourth running back. Um, I'm looking at somebody right now, not in this position. Well, I'll let you know and see if he drops to us in the next time. There's a, so, there's a couple ahead. of
0: there are a couple running backs. So before let's actually discuss this right because we already have four wide receivers um, in a PPR league. For me, running backs are what you're going to be able to get off of waiver wire some point in the season. Um, it's, it's very unlikely that a wide receiver gets injured and suddenly there's an immense wide receiver talent pops up on the waiver wire. But we see year after year running backs get injured over and over again and handcuffs, backups come in. Um, you know, D'Angelo Williams last year, uh, If the, <laughs> the guy you know there's there's just tons of examples year after year of running backs getting injured and backups coming in and it doesn't even have to be for the 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 rest of the season it can be piecing games and games together of running backs off the waiver wire if you go crazy with wide receivers which is why in a in a league format where it is PPR especially if it's a PPR three wide receiver type of league um, you can totally piece together the running back position, and you can have, you know, weeks at the beginning of the season where you start Devonta Freeman and weeks in the middle of the season where you start Jeremy Langford off the waiver wire because, you know, Matt Forte went down, and you get, you know, D'Angelo Williams off waivers because the guy that had left Bell dropped him after he came back from suspension. Those things happen year after year, but they don't happen for the wide receiver position, which is why I'd much rather solidify. The wide receiver position in a ppr league i'm sorry that was a soapbox rant right there
1: all right so we've got four really solid wide receivers i'll tell you the running backs that i'm looking at right now number one is going to be Bilal powell he just catches he, he almost caught about five passes per game last year he had almost 50 catches in 11 games the second running back I'd be looking at in this position is Derrick Henry, simply because we have the Marco Murray as well. So you want to go ahead and have that backup just in case for him. And then the third running back would be TJ Yeldon. I don't think any of those guys are going to go ahead and fall. Well, maybe Derrick Henry will fall, but TJ Yeldon and Balaw Powell, those are guaranteed to not be there the next time. We've got four solid wide receivers already. So if we need like we got Larry Fitzgerald and Marvin Jones coming off of the bench with the Marco Murray at flex. If we needed to go ahead and put in those guys, you know, we can go ahead and take out Brandon Cooks, or you know, put in one of these guys as a as the flex. But we're still going to have one of them being on the bench. So if it were up to me, I'd probably lean more for Bilal Powell in this position, just because if one of our running backs goes down, like a Latavius Murray or Eddie Lacy isn't performing as well, we can still go ahead and plug somebody in who's still going to get us receptions.
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't hate you for it, but damn, did you not hear my soapbox, man? <laughs> I, I don't know, I, I kind
1: of stood across the street on my own soapbox over here <laughs>
0: uh, um, But
1: my, but I, I've been saying Michael Crabtree for a couple of rounds now I'm high on Michael Crabtree, I think he's going
0: to perform really well I think well you're, high you're high on pot news, which you're high on I said that <laughs> I gotta get that All in right. on every podcast, man We gotta get high so, on pot news shirts, for real
1: <laughs> Yes! Man, These <laughs> have been sold out <laughs> All right. Oh, so man. Let, let's say let's say we take Michael Crabtree here. Then uh, chances are, a few more wide receivers are going to go. Alan Hearns, Deshaun Jackson, Kevin White, Willie Sneen, Corey Coleman. A few more wide receivers are going to be gone. As far as running backs, um, I probably think T.J. Elden, Theo Riddick, and Bilal Powell will definitely be gone. Tevin Coleman and Isaiah Crowe maybe.
0: Uh, Derrick Henry might
1: be there next round. I mean, it's, I'll it, let it, you go.
0: It would be nice if we get. Um, some combination. If Theo Riddick or Bilal Powell or Derrick Henry would have followed to us, especially if we you can... know
1: what I got it, I know I know what I want here. Yeah, you know we got it. I got it. I know I, I know what <laughs> I know what we're gonna do here. We're gonna go ahead and take Bilal Powell with this pick, and then on the next pick, we're gonna go ahead and pick up Marcus Wheaton because he will fall to us, and Marcus Wheaton can be the third wide receiver off of our
0: bench. Listen, man, I feel like I kind of took over with the Fitz and Marvin Jones picks. So if you want to take this pick, I'll let you have it.
1: Yep, we're going Bilal Powell here.
0: Hey, I love Bilal Powell. There, there's there been a lot of rumblings already that he's going to split carries with Matt Forte. I expect to see a lot of sets this season where both of them are on the field, where one of them is split out wide. Forte has that ability to split out as a wide receiver. And I know that I've been down on him, but in a PPR league, I like Forte a lot. And I like Bilal Powell a lot because he's going to catch a ton of passes too. That offense is probably going to try to incorporate these two guys as pass catchers, because last year they had Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, and nobody else. So if they can incorporate these two backs that catch the ball very well out of the passing game, um, I think they're going to do it a, a lot. So,
1: Yeah, and I mean, on the chance that Matt Forte does end up going down, which last year he missed a few games, previous two years he didn't, but he is getting older. So on the chance that he does miss a game or two, you've got a running back that you can go ahead and plug into almost any starting lineup. All right, so we'll go ahead and we'll draft Law Powell here. All right, Michael Crabtree's gone. Corey Coleman's gone. Derrick Henry's gone. All right, so my boy, who I thought would fall, has fallen, but we also have a couple of other key players here too that we can go ahead and consider. Uh, just to go ahead and name off a few of the highlights of the ones that went in the ninth and the tenth round, TJ Yeldon is gone, Alan Hearns as well, and Theo Riddick along with Michael Crabtree. Uh, Then in the 10th round, Derrick Henry went, another player that we were looking at. Um, For some reason,
0: somebody drafted a DST already. That's pretty
1: strange. Definitely not going to be us.
0: I want to add a little point. Um, Sorry that I took so long on this. Um, When it comes to Bilal Powell, people don't realize how good he was. In a PPR league, he averaged 12.5 points per game.
1: Over 12 points. (laughs)
0: 12.5 points per game in a PPR league. Um, I expect similar if not even better production this year they gave him a contract and you've 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 heard this a million times his contract's almost exactly the same as Matt Forte I really think the Jets see them as two very similar backs that they're just going to rotate in and out and 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 have a lot of sets where they're both on the field
1: yeah definitely and we still have a couple of quality wide receivers available Willie Sneed is one of them um Marcus Wheaton Marcus Wheaton as well. Right here, we've got two back-to-back picks. So pretty much back-to-back. So we'll have our selection here of two of these guys that we're looking at. As far as running backs
0: go, I think I think we're fine. We don't need any more running backs.
1: We've got four of them. What do you think?
0: Um, I think let's see what happens. We could probably use one more running back, one more wide receiver. Um, <laughs> I'm glad Dale is not on this draft because for me, there's there's three guys that pop off the board when it comes to wide receiver. I really like Willie Snead. However, we already yep. have Brandon cooks and I don't want to double down there. Um, That's a good point. <clears throat> I don't like to do that in offenses. If there was ever an offense that you could do that, it would be the New Orleans saints, but it's just, it's not a strategy that I would, or the Cardinals
1: have. or the, Car- or, the okay.
0: or, or the, or the jets. Okay. Fine. Fine. Richard, Jesus <laughs> Christ point taken. All right. So <clears throat> it's something you could do. I just don't love to do it. Um, for me, those three guys are Marcus Wheaton, which you already alluded to, uh, Willie Sneed. But for me, if I had to pick, it would be Mr. Kamar Aiken. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> All right,
1: I you're going to get on your soapbox again for this guy?
0: Um, Kamar Aiken ended the uh, season last year, nine straight games of at least five catches and 50 yards. That's a great baseline.
1: Yep. Yep, he had a couple games where he had eight receptions as well. I mean, last year he averaged 12.5 points per game. Really nice. If you're coming off the bench, no problem there. Uh, you, you've you've kind of already sold me on him. Uh, but I think we can get both Kamar Aiken and Marcus Wheaton, but we still have the choice of whether we want to take a running back with one of our last two bench spots.
0: I think if I was to take a running back, um, has DeAndre let's Washington look, been drafted already? Yeah, right. Yeah, he did. Damn it. This is usually the spot that I start to... I i, I look for that handcuff. And it's unfortunate. Okay, we probably okay. How, looked how about, one how about this?
1: No, no, no. I got if you're, if you're looking for a handcuff, we don't have one for DeMarco Murray because Derrick Henry's gone. But yeah,
0: Derrick Henry goes way earlier.
1: James Starks is still available. You know, we have Eddie okay. Lacy on our bench if you're really concerned about a, about a handcuff. James Starks, he does still provide uh, some value as well in, the, and in the PPR leagues.
0: There's one guy that I like to take just based on upside. and He's some guy he that I can usually take as my last pick in most drafts. (laughs) And to the listeners that are very tired of me piling on hate on Frank Gore, it's not going to stop because the guy that I'm going to say is Josh Ferguson, um, I seem to get him as my last pick in most drafts just because at some point in the year, it's going to be someone other than Frank Gore. I believe it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got no problem with with that line of thinking. However... For my last two picks, I'm leaning Marcus Wheaton and James Starks with the, because of the roster setup that we have. James Starks had over 10 points per game last year in a PPR league, which is mm-hmm. what we're drafting in. So he's, right. we've got Eddie Lacy already. We've got James Starks as, as the handcuff, and then we'll take Marcus Wheaton for the upside. Our roster is just com- ridiculously loaded right now. We still have Matthew Stafford and Tyrell Taylor available for QB if we wanted to go that route. Um, so you'd rather have th- th- Wheaton
0: over Aiken?
1: I'd rather have Wheaton over Aiken, yeah. Those uh, those targets and receptions for Martavis Bryan that are gonna be missing this year have to go somewhere. And Antonio Brown already has such a big workload that I think it's gonna to fall to
0: to Marcus Wheaton. Okay, interesting. I don't have a problem with it. He'd probably be third on the wide receivers that I like here. So if you want to go Wheaton and then see where we're at as far as running backs after that, I'm okay with that.
1: Well who well well just think of it this way. Yeah, um Kamar Aiken had a great ending to last year. But who are you gonna who, who are you gonna trust more
0: Kamar in this position? You're gonna trust
1: <laughs> you're gonna trust Kamara Aiken more.
0: Yeah, I would. I would actually. I'm not a hundred percent. I like Marcus Wheaton, but I'm not hundred percent sold that he's gonna be on the field. Um, Sammy Coates might very well take that number two wide re- wide receiver position job. I still think it'll be Wheaton. Um, you know, at this point in the draft, you're throwing darts, so I guess That's Wheaton probably has higher upside, though. I think
1: Wheaton has higher upside. Uh, Kamar Aiken might have a uh, higher floor, like you okay.
0: say. I mean, at this point in the draft, uh, we don't need floor. We need upside. Yep.
1: Marcus Wheaton, then. Boom. We'll go yeah. ahead and we'll go Marcus Wheaton. Next couple players, Willie Sneed and then Broncos DST. So, we'll go ahead and we'll take James Starks in this position.
0: Um, That's fine. Yeah.
1: James Starks will go ahead and he'll he'll be our fifth running back off the off the, off the the roster. So we got on our bench Bilal Powell and James Starks. That's perfect for our kind of lineup. We got the backup for Eddie Lacy. Um, you know, let's go ahead and do a quick... Oh, actually, we're, we're near the end. We don't need another recap. So we'll take James Starks here. <laughs> People are like, why haven't they drafted a quarterback yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? No, they're, they're, they're rewinding it. When did they draft a quarterback?
0: <laughs> it's alright, guys. There's still several guys that I really like. Um, so there's,
1: eh,
0: there's three, at least three that I really like. All right. It, I'll give you I'll, Dalton, give you, I'll give I'll give you the now. order. I'll give you the order. Okay. It Dalton. goes one, Matthew Stafford. Correct. T- two, Andy Dalton. Uh, three, Tyrod Taylor.
1: I would, I would swap Tyrod and Andy Dalton in there, but absolutely number one for me would be Matthew Stafford here he had a ridiculous end the last year I think it was 17 touchdowns and one interception and in like the last six or seven games he was just on fire please don't make the fire joke again um, he was he was he was great I know you were about to I sensed it are you really high on him on um, Patless no uh, <laughs> Matthew Stafford. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's got he he's got a great wide receiver. Well, he's got a, a really good wide receiver core. I was gonna go ahead and compare it to the the triple threat in in, in Arizona, but Don't do it's not quite. Yeah, it's not not there at all. Um, maybe if Anquan Bolden was five years younger, yeah. But you still got Marvin Jones. You still got Golden Tate. Um, hopefully, you're gonna have a, a healthy Eric Ebron for the full season. Um, like I said, he he just finished last year so well. I think it's gonna carry over into this year. You're adding in Marvin Jones, so you're adding in more speed. Um, I say Matthew Stafford.
0: Absolutely. I love it, man. All I love right, this we'll take... team. This team looks like I drafted the yeah, starters and you ridiculous. drafted the bench.
1: <laughs> this team is ridiculous. <laughs> it is
0: insane. And this is kind of what you get if you wait on a quarterback. I am not uh, totally opposed to taking a quarterback early. It just has to be at the right value. So if Russell Wilson had fallen one more round I would have pounced on him there but there was just guys that I would rather have in that position who will solidify uh, roles that are more scarce than the quarterback role I can get very good production from Matthew Stafford who finished the number nine quarterback last year and just get so much more value at other positions so I'm pretty happy with it and Matthew Stafford I mean he's going to throw for at least 4200 yards, probably closer to the 4500 yard range. He's going to give you 30 touchdowns again. Um, <clears throat> I just like When you lo-
1: when you the, the important thing to remember when you're drafting a quarterback early is how many points per game are they going to give you in the 4th or 5th round? Compared to a quarterback's points per game that you're going to be able to draft in one of the final rounds. If we look at Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford as an example, in 2015, Russell Wilson averaged 22.4 points per game and Matthew Stafford averaged 20 points per game. Yeah, Russell Wilson gave you more quality games because a lot of Matthew Stafford's productivity came towards the second half of the year. Kind of like Russell Wilson did Um But I'd really have to dig deeper into the numbers to see who had more higher quality games. But if we're looking at purely points per game difference, two to three points per game and being able to wait eight more rounds to draft a quarterback, I think is much more valuable.
0: And Dale's going to get annoyed that I'm going to present a statistic from another individual that's outside of the podcast But I do this a lot because there's there's people on Twitter that just put out such meaningful information to me, which is something I want to add. If you're not on Twitter, get on Twitter, follow some after you follow us on Twitter, because we we will plug that, I guess, in a a second. um, Follow a lot of these people that are putting out stats, putting out information, because. You're going to get updated on what's happening, the trends, news. News, before you get those little alerts on your phone, you're going to get news on Twitter. You're going to get, oh, man, this guy was just, you know, left the field. And you'll know before other people. Definitely get on there and get information before some of your league mates because that's extremely valuable. So um, <clears throat> before we move on, I just want to say over the last three years, this, this that information is coming from TJ Hernandez from 444.com. Um Russell Wilson has given you 56%, 60, 56.3% of his games have been a top 12 quarterback. So that's good for fifth amongst quarterbacks over the last three years. So 56.3%. Matthew Stafford, fix 53.2%. So 3% less of his starts, but he's right there. Yep. he's the very next quarterback. So Russell Wilson's fifth, Matthew Stafford's sixth. That means more than half of the time he's giving you a top 12 week.
1: Yeah, definitely. And if you're able to get a quarterback like that eight or nine rounds later, absolutely you go for it. And just yeah, so Russell Wilson. You... <laughs> Russell sorry. Wilson is is gonna end the year ultimately higher than Matthew Stafford,
0: but the difference is minimal on a week to week basis. And I just want to add, because I need to do this, I can't help myself. Big Ben is way down on that list. Under like he's like at forty five or forty seven percent. He's outside the top twelve. Please stop. Yep. Please stop drafting Big Ben.
1: All right, so uh, that pretty much is, is it. We just got a DST and a kicker to go. So we'll go ahead and we'll select one of these DSTs. Who are you thinking, Texans or Panthers? Um, or, I really like the Cardinals. Cardinals Cardinals were taken in the 10th round, bro.
0: Oh, my bad. Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. When the hell did so, they drop the Cardinals? My bad. Yeah, I,
1: I, said, it, I said it in the 10th round. I said, I for said some that. Reason, I said that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real. All right, uh, and then kicker
0: we'll just go Cairo Santos. Doesn't mm. matter. Mm. What do you mean it doesn't matter? That guy's my boy.
1: <laughs> All right. So according to Fantasy Pros, and we got a C plus seventy nine out of hundred for this I, team.
0: I hate their little rank.
1: It, it really, it really doesn't make sense to me. I, I, this team right here is just it's a it's a monster team. It's and then I'll, I'll draft a
0: team and I'll absolutely hate it, and it'll say A. Yeah. <laughs> Basically so, if you go outside of what they uh what they deem to be the next best pick, they'll give you a lower score for it. So yep. if you love your team, that's the best indication of how you did at the draft. I mean, don't don't worry about the grade at the end.
1: Man, this team is just ridiculous. Quarterback, we have Matthew Stafford. Our, this is our starting lineup. We have Matthew Stafford at quarterback, Eddie Lacey as our RB one, Latavius Murray, RB two. Then we got Julio Jones, wide receiver one. Brandon Cooks, wide receiver, two, And then tight end would be Zach Ertz. At our flex position, we've got DeMarco Murray. But whenever we want, we can go ahead and swap out from players from our bench, which on our bench we have Larry Fitzgerald, Marvin Jones, Bilal Powell, Marcus Wheaton, and James
0: Starks. This looks that like is- we drafted an eight-team league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Seriously.
1: This, this is a 12-team is- is- league. What the hell? This is a ridiculously stacked. This is probably one of the best teams that I've drafted.
0: All right, we need to stop tooting our own horns. This All right, let's let's let's, re- let,
1: let, let's re- bring that back then. No, uh, <laughs> this is a uh, you got you got to toot your own horn here. You should tweet this out. Anyway, uh, that pretty much wraps it up then for our mock draft. Again, that was a twelve-team PPR, and we started off the draft from the
0: number two position. All right, cool. I do want to get into just maybe one quick question. Um, in the mailbag before we wrap our wrap up our show. So let's go ahead and do that. Uh, let's go ahead. We have a voicemail question that came in. Um, if you want to send us a voicemail, the number is 507-69-SLEEP. Once again, that number is 507-69-SLEEP if you want to leave us a voicemail question. And we'll go ahead and play that right now. Hey, guys. I uh, love the show. My name's Jason. I'm from Las Vegas. I'm transplant from Boston, Massachusetts, out here playing fantasy football for the last five or 12 years. Um, I'm in a league with a bunch of guys that just totally hate Tom Brady. And uh, because of that, he slips in my draft, and I expect him to slip in my draft again this year. I was wondering if he could give me some information as far as a quarterback that has a really great schedule first four weeks of the year that I get late uh, to uh, take the four weeks that, that uh, Brady has the suspension with. Thanks, guys. And again, love the show. Listen every day. Well, Jason, we just want to thank you for being a listener and for your kind words. So this is a this is a pretty valid question that we get. And I mean, obviously, you want to have a good guy for those first four weeks, because when it comes to the value of Tom Brady, it's You're missing a good chunk of your season, but once you get him back, he'll be pretty solid. Um, I'm not totally on the anti-draft, Brady, because there are plenty of replacements that you can get for those four weeks. Um, I think there's guys that are just as good that won't be missing four weeks, but that's another argument. If he's a guy that you like in that spot and you want to replace for the first four weeks, that's just fine. So um, When it comes to this, uh, there's a few guys that come to mind. Um, There's one guy that I do want to add to avoid. Uh, For the first four weeks. And that would be Jameis Winston. Um, His schedule for the first week is okay. He gets the Tampa Bay. I mean, I'm sorry. He plays for Tampa Bay. (laughs) Uh, He gets the Falcons for week one. Um, But after that, weeks two, three, and four, he gets the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Broncos. Uh, I don't want anything to do with those matchups.
1: That is just setting up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a one and five start to their season. I mean even possibly 0-5 because they they could lose at the Falcons. And then they're at Cardinals, they're at home for the Rams, at home for the Broncos, and then at the Panthers. So that first five-week stretch, except for the Falcons, like you said, is just absolutely brutal for anybody on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which really, if you're you're looking into this, has nothing to do with the question, but target the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after about three or four weeks for any buy-low candidates that you might be able to snag for cheap.
0: That's right before their bye week, so that's interesting enough. That's their bye, um, comes right after at Panthers. So yep. if you can get them on their bye week, especially people tend to try to move players because it's their bye. That's a good. Uh, that's a good. Uh, proposition. I don't know what the word is there. Whatever. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm bad with words.
1: Back to the question.
0: <laughs> Back to the question. Um, for me, that guy and I, we just spent way too much talking about him way too much time talking about him but the guy that's going as the 17th or 18th quarterback off the board Matthew Stafford has a yep. very nice first four games of the season three of the four three of the first four are amazing um you start with the Colts at the Colts then you go home versus the Titans that's going to be very great for Matthew Stafford um you do get the Packers in there so that's okay their defense is pretty decent it's not great so you'll be okay for that game and then you get the Bears that's a very nice first four games
1: that's crazy that that Packers game is a one o'clock game that should be an eight thirty at night game give me that on Sunday night football Lions and Packers
0: huh? well it's probably other stuff better
1: <laughs> but yeah you, you you said it right the Colts Titans Packers and Bears you got two divisional games in there uh, both teams are going to be playing hard in those games uh, three of the four games are away so you know the first four weeks could be a little slower than the rest of Matthew Stafford's season, but I'm all for Matthew Stafford like like we just drafted him now. So, all
0: right, give us uh, give us another guy. Let's give him some another options. Guy.
1: All right, so another guy. Then let's go ahead and pull up Tyrod Taylor or Derek Carr. So we can go ahead and talk about Derek Carr. The first four weeks, he's at the Saints for the first week, and then he's at home versus the Falcons, and then at the Titans and at the Ravens. Woo! So again, an- another quarterback that starts three of the Damn. four games away. But
0: some really soft matchups here. Saints, Falcons, Titans, Ravens. Those are four of the bottom half pass defending teams. That is a great, great guy to pair with Tom Brady. You might have to invest a little bit higher than a last pick because Stafford, you can take him as the last pick as we just showed you in our mock draft. But uh, Stafford or Taylor. Derek Carr, I feel, has has a much
1: higher chance of going um, earlier, Not not earlier, necessarily, but he, he has a higher chance of being, you know, maybe somebody's second quarterback that they'll draft in that league before you're able to pick up one. But as far as as far as far another pick goes, I mean, we can go ahead and talk about the possibility of a Matt Ryan or, you know, another guy Then you can go ahead and, and think about would be Tyrod Taylor. He was at the end of our draft. We ended up taking Matthew Stafford instead, but he's still a candidate for a pretty good fill-in for the first four weeks. I don't he like his schedule, off the season, though, man. His schedule's not yeah, that great. Well, he starts off at the Ravens, and then he's at home against the Jets. He's at home against the Cardinals, and he's at the Patriots. So he he does have a really tough week three and week four.
0: Um, but I think, gonna I think bank- the Jets' pass defense is pretty good too. I I kind of hate this schedule, even though I like Taylor. Uh, his first four weeks are kind of tough for me. Yeah, but, but remember, first three you're not, you're, you're, from- you're
1: yeah. not only banking on his on his passing potential. He's also going to give you about thirty to forty yards on the on the ground, which at is least. just as good as a hundred yeah. passing yards. You know.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, one more guy I guess we'll add in there, and I think his schedule is probably one of the softest of the ones that we've mentioned. Um, uh, okay, uh, we've got the Giants to start his Hold on, Reds- what are you
1: talking about? you gotta, you got to tell us who you're talking Oh, okay,
0: about. I'm sorry. That that kind of makes sense. That's Tony Romo. Uh, <laughs> these are probably the four games that he'll be healthy. I probably shouldn't joke yeah, about right? that. That's mean. <laughs> the four games that he'll be healthy. So you got him for the Giants. you got him for the Redskins. You got them for the Bears. That's the Sunday night game against uh, eight thirty on on September twenty fifth. You're right. That's much better. That's a right. much. Your your game was much better than uh, yeah. Cowboys versus Bears. Be Lions
1: and Packers, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see the Cowboys at the Bears. I know there's a lot of Cowboys fans that are no. It's Cowboys.
1: Cowboys at home against the Bears.
0: Okay, that's not much better. Still, yeah. All right, and then you got them at the Forty Nine ers. So Giants, Redskins. Bears, 49ers, that's a great first four weeks as far as uh, past defenses. So um, I really like Stafford, probably would be my number one guy on this list. Then I'd probably go Carr. He's going a little bit earlier. Um, And then uh, some combination, Romo or Taylor. But any one of those four guys would probably be very good fill-ins for the first four weeks.
1: Yep, and if you can't draft one of them, you'll be able to draft one of the other guys because... I'd say there's about ninety nine percent chance that all four of those guys remain undrafted in your league, so you'll have you'll have
0: your pickup at least two of them wherever you want to draft them. But, but all right, so even if you're in a league where people take more than one quarterback, Matthew Stafford's probably going to be available towards the end of your draft. So, worst-case scenario, you got Stafford. Hell no. I, I I would think if people are taking
1: two quarterbacks, a quarterback like Matthew Stafford would be one of the first ones because that second quarterback, you're he's either going, taking – He's you're, going you're he's the 18th taking,
0: quarterback off the board. He's going actually but, uh, behind all these guys.
1: But I'm saying with with the mentality, let's say that you do end up drafting one of the early guys in the beginning, right? And then you pick, you're pick you going to want to pick up – if you are picking a second quarterback, which I'd never recommend unless you're in a two-quarterback league. Or you if have you Tom end up Brady. Drafting, <laughs> yeah, or you have Tom Brady, Exactly. Uh, if you end up taking that second quarterback, you're going to want somebody that you feel is going to have a powerful first four weeks that you can trade to somebody whose quarterbacks are a little weaker or that you want to go ahead and dump off for maybe a position player that you're lacking in one of your other, one of your other spots. Uh, and a guy like Matthew Stafford can give you a r- really nice start to the season, and you can, cr- you can try to use him as a, as a trade bait for somebody that you're lacking in. So if you're going to take a second quarterback, you're going to go with the highest upside, and, and I feel that that would be Stafford out of this group.
0: Um, One guy, another guy I want to say that I would avoid, um, and it's not necessarily based on schedule, but I would avoid Andy Dalton for the beginning of the season. More likely than not, he's not going to have Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert is such a huge part of what they do in the red zone. If I was going to have um, Andy Dalton on my team, it would be as a player that I would have later in the season, piecing off the waiver wire. I, I don't want him at the beginning of the season without Tyler Eifert. Yep. All right. I hope that answers your question there, bud. Damn, we spent a lot of time on that question. I think All it's, right, a, it's get... a valid concern yeah, with Brady. Good. A lot of people have that question, and um, there you go. I All guess right. uh, before we wrap up our show, Richard, where can our listeners find you on Twitter since we mentioned that that's so important?
1: Well, you, you guys can go ahead and follow me at fantasy.
0: You can find me at C Brito Fantasy. My name is Christian Brito. I never say that, but uh, that's <laughs> my, my name. My name Jeff. Okay, well okay. <laughs> now we don't need to put the drop. Now we don't need the drop. <laughs> I say I saved you some time editing there, Dale. <laughs> so um, that's awesome. And um, if you want to follow our podcast on Twitter, you can follow us at Eat FF. If you have any questions, you can submit them there or on our website at eatsleepfantasy dot com. And um... one quick thing before
1: before you you send us off, then um, let us know on Twitter, guys, whether you prefer our PPR mocks or standard league mocks. I feel like there's there's more more attention drawn to ppr league i feel like our fans like that more but let us know on twitter guys are any suggestions that you guys have for any other kind of mocks that you would want to see just hit us up on twitter and we'll see what we can go ahead and do
0: yeah we're gonna get suggestions for like two quarterback auction mocks (laughs) (laughs) dynasty 20 rounds can we get a mock (laughs) we want auction two quarterback we want one point for the tight end quarter of a point for carry and then half a point per reception for wide receivers. But please make sure if it's a quarterback that has over 300 passing yards, they get a bonus. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> And they get and, and the wide receivers get bonuses for 40 yards and 60 yards and 80-yard plays.
0: <laughs> oh, um, kick return and punt return yards.
1: <laughs> yeah, and an IDP.
0: Uh, okay. No, thank you. Yeah. I will do all <laughs> those things before I do IDP. I'm sorry. I know there's people that like IDP. I don't. Give me the offensive players. That's why I play fantasy football. Yep. I'm sorry. All right, guys. Well, all right, one last thing before we close out. If you're waiting to hear what division you're in because you're in our listener league, we will be posting that on Twitter. Give that uh, today. You'll probably see that up online, so we'll definitely post that out. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, anything you want to add, Richard? Good night my, friend, my soul no lie and we like to play till the sun go down Yeah, we
1: like to play till the sun go down and we take that town and we take that town